Hi, welcome back to the Elvis Conspiracy. I'm Jeff Dixon, and I'm your host. And we're looking at the life, the death, and maybe the life of Elvis Presley. To begin, we go back to August 16th, 1977. Behind me, you see Graceland. That's where paramedics Ulysses Jones and Charlie Crosby rolled in on an emergency call. The home of Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll. And when they got there, they weren't sure what to expect. After being directed upstairs, after they entered the front door, um, a bodyguard pointed the way and they found a man lying on the bathroom floor, surrounded by a group of people. There in that room was Elvis's girlfriend, Ginger Alden, his road manager and close friend, Joe Esposito, among that group and crowd that were there. The man lay um, on the floor with his pajama bottoms around his knees. The top was open. Uh, according to their description, it exposed dark blue, almost black folds of cold flesh. And Jones immediately dropped to his knees to check for signs of life, and he found none. The body was in a complete state, according to their report, of rigor mortis. Um, although the police report would later state that when Elvis was discovered, he was in an unconscious state. It's widely believed that the deceased man on the floor of that bathroom in Elvis Presley's, off of Elvis Presley's bedroom in Graceland, um, was not Elvis Presley at all. Um, afterwards, both paramedics would tell their captain that they didn't recognize the man that they went to see as being Elvis. Um, they were told um, to say nothing about that, just to let that go. They had done their job and relax. According to Phil Atkinson, who is director of an organization called the Presley Commission, he gave an interview to a man by the name of Gary James, and um, Charlie Crosby, one of the paramedics that arrived that day, um, was in an unfortunate accident. Now, at this point, conspiracy theorists begin to run wild. But Charlie Crosby died, and his unfortunate accident was that he was accidentally pushed out of an airplane. He was murdered. And one of the things that had set Charlie Crosby apart from his partner that day is that Charlie Crosby never quit telling the story that the man that they discovered when they rolled up at Graceland that day wasn't really Elvis. Time went by, that was August 16th, 1977. By the time the Federal Bureau of Investigation's files had been released a short time later, there had already been over 3,000 Elvis sightings after the day that he supposedly died. But hold on just a second, back up the bus. Did you hear what I just said? By the time the FBI released their files, there had already been over 3,000 Elvis sightings. If that didn't catch your attention, you have to back up for just a little bit and ask the question, wait a minute, why did the FBI have a file on Elvis Presley in the first place? Now that's a fair question, because Elvis, over the course of his life, had been um, targeted by more than one fan, or not so much a fan, on many different occasions, even attacked one time in Vegas on stage. A number of extortion attempts had been made against Elvis Presley. And so there was an FBI file, an active FBI file, 
on the life of Elvis Presley. There were some other things in that file as well, and in the days ahead, as we continue this series, we'll look at those. Once word leaked out of Elvis's passing, mourners descended in droves to the gates of Graceland. In what has to be record time, Elvis had been placed in an open, custom-made casket that had been ordered months in advance and returned to Graceland for viewing. Why the big rush? <laughs> As Elvis was returned, um, an event of the magnitude of the death, burial, and internment of Elvis Presley certainly would have been something that was needed to be planned with a little bit of efficiency and some thought given to what would happen in the aftermath. We understand what it's like when a celebrity dies, uh, how often they push back um, those final ceremonies until the time when everything can be put into place. And yet, Elvis somehow managed within 24 hours to have been declared dead, autopsied, embalmed, and his body released and returned back to Graceland in under 24 hours. Quickly executed, quickly done, and not only that, the 16 white Cadillac limousines that were in place for his funeral a mere day later were already in place and ready to go. Now, on the surface, that means nothing, but also to conspiracy theorists, that means everything. Um, why did it happen so fast? How could it happen so fast? How many things were already seemingly in place for that to occur? So it begs the question, could Elvis Presley still be alive? Because there's plenty of evidence to say that he's dead. But is there enough to get someone to cross a line and simply begin to speculate, is the man still alive today? Let me add one other thing to the mix that is part of the story that has rarely been told. But again, the source on this is the director of the Presley Commission. He talks about an event in Atlanta in August prior to the death of Elvis Presley. I quote, According to this particular interview, we got a phone call from a deputy sheriff whose name escapes me at this point in time. But it was recorded, and they were at an underground wax museum in Atlanta, Georgia, on the week that that underground wax museum was getting ready to close. Vernon Presley, Elvis' father, was there. He brought with him a couple of gentlemen from the Presley clan, and they came in and they bought the wax figure that was there of Elvis. It was being auctioned off, as was all of the other pieces that were part of this wax museum that was being shut down, and yet Vernon Presley was the high bidder on it. They asked the man as they were making the arrangements to have this wax figure delivered, um, if they could, he could keep it on the down low, which of course he did for an extended period of time, to which Vernon Presley said to him, you're not going to believe what we're going to do with this. That was it. This is August, 1977. When Elvis Presley was put on display in Graceland, as people came by and looked in, one of the things 
that happened, and you'll get to see that in this series later on, is that the comment was made over and over again. Uh, it doesn't look like him. It looks like a wax dummy. It doesn't look quite right. That can't be Elvis. Um, Tanya Tucker, a well-known country music star at the time, went on national TV and saying the day that she was there, she knew beyond a shadow of a doubt it was not Elvis in the coffin. And there's another couple of his friends also understood the same thing. And so again, conspiracy theorists run wild. Is Elvis still alive? And then there's that whole other thing that you probably, if you have been paying any attention at all to the conspiracies around Elvis Presley, simply this, that his name is misspelled on his tombstone. Now, all of that to say, is there more to it, though, than the reported buying of an auctioned-off dummy, which most people don't know that much about? So that's fairly new information uh, in the world of is Elvis alive or not. Um, a misspelled tombstone? Okay, but that doesn't mean that the man faked his death. It doesn't mean that the man is still alive. Is there more to it than that? And so our story begins on the day that Elvis died. The paramedics that roll up. One of them mysteriously murdered. A surprising purchase of a wax dummy. A number of witnesses who say that's not Elvis in the coffin. A body returned to Graceland in record time and put in a custom-made casket that was ordered long before the event took place. Who was the casket ordered for? Why was a casket like that ordered anyway? And yeah, 16 white Cadillacs that would make a procession and a misplaced or misspelled name on a tombstone. None of it by itself is a big deal. Ah but we're talking about the most famous entertainer in America. Maybe one of the most famous entertainers in the world. How do you get that wrong? That's the question that Elvis conspiracy, conspiracy theorists love to talk about. And that's what we're talking about as we look at the life and times and maybe life of Elvis Presley. I look forward to joining you in our next episode.